Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is another digital citizen episode 379. That is a large number. <laughs> Hello, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, uh, uh. Yep. That is a, yep. That's the answer. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's winter. It's so dark out right now. I'm, it's like, I'm looking out the window and it looks like uh, about to be nighttime, except it's 11 o'clock in the morning. So that's really weird. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I learned this week that uh, according to a show that we watched, uh, that uh, eating bananas uh, makes you keep water. Whatever that means, but yeah, yep. that's true. Yeah, eating meat and bananas actually. Is that what it was? I just remember bananas. I don't know, even know I think, what keeping. I think it was wheel. I don't know why you would want to retain water anyways. Don't most people want to, like, not retain water? Isn't that, like... You know what I mean? Like, if you're weight-cutting, everybody wants to, like, not have water weight. Isn't that what, like, mm-hmm. uh, Nikocado always says? It's just water weight, right? Mm, yes. It's just water weight when you weigh half a human too much. Uh, yeah. He's a, he's a big boy. Um... I can say that that's someone that weighs half a human too. Speaking much, of but... which, there hasn't been another podcast with fire. Yeah. No, I know. I didn't yeah. even think about it this week uh, at all. Now, that, but now that I just mentioned him, yeah. But it was two weeks between the, the last, two last ones. ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not super worried. And they did come out with a video two weeks ago, but it wasn't like a podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're talking about what the dumpster fire podcast, which is just yes. Who knows what's going on with that podcast? This is also a dumpster. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> For what someone that has had three hundred and seventy-nine shows, I can't, I can't say that anymore. Sometimes it is. Uh... Like, like, like last week. Yes, I do apologize for the audio quality last week. It uh, was entirely my fault. Well, not really. You were in a place that had bad internet connection. That's really what it was. There was nothing yes. we could do about it. Um, no. It was just but, like uh, a really crappy internet. Like, really crappy. Yes. Yeah. But I do apologize. Uh, it will be better audio quality. I don't I don't think uh, it, there will be better quality on the hosts, but that's, that's uh, another topic. I mean, we'll see. Well... <laughs> Luke is always better. So I don't know about that. that. <laughs> I haven't. Mm-hmm. I have not slept well, so I'm like super sleep deprived. I like. I don't know what's been. But I just. I've been getting little tiny bits of sleep, and then being awake for a long. You know, I'm just being insomniac ness this week. I don't know what it. I don't know if it's the winter time. You know, it gets really dark during the day, and it throws mm-hmm. off your whole sleep schedule and throws off your whole brain, kind of. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and uh, I'm. Uh, oh, do I really want to go into it? No, 
but uh, yeah, let's let's just say that I'm I, I'm in a bad mood as well. So there's that. So, uh, but uh, let's talk about something that makes me in a hugely much better mood. The news, because that's not depressive or anything. Um, <laughs> he said ironically. Um, uh, it, Ukraine. Sorry. Yeah. The news Ooh. is is the news. It tends to uh, not always be great. Yes. If we we don't, what was that newspaper that was uh, on for, or or was it the YouTube channel with with that guy from from uh, that horror movie that always had like only good news? I don't know. And then it went went away. Yeah. Anyway. Was that a thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it seems like you would not have a lot to talk about certain weeks. You know what I mean? Kravinsky. Yeah. John Kravinsky. He had a good good news, something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's talk about shit news. Uh, Ukraine uh, troops uh, uh, to train on Patriot system in Oklahoma. Go Oklahoma! It says about a hundred Ukrainian troops will be heading to Oklahoma Fort Sill as soon as next week to begin training on the Patriot missile defense system. Which that's the thing we talked about them getting last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiev. Closely, uh, clo- oh, getting Kiev closer to obtaining a long sought protection against Russian missile attacks. Uh, the number of Ukrainians coming for SIL is approximately the number it takes to operate one battery, and they will focus on learning and operating and also maintaining uh, these systems. Kiev's decision to take troops off the battlefield to train across the Atlantic in the U.S. is unusual, although Ukraine has sent forces for short-term training at other European bases. Right. That's the thing. It's like, why do they have to go all the way to the U.S.? <laughs> right. Uh, it also reminds me very much of the opening of Iron Man 1. When I don't when, remember. When Star... I, I, I saw that movie and I don't remember the beginning of it. What happened? Oh yeah, so so in Iron Man uh, one, Stark is uh, like showing off like his like most advanced uh, weapon technology. Right, I remember before that. He, yeah, okay. Before he gets kidnapped, yeah. So that's what I think of when 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 people say they are going to have training in weapon systems. I always think of that scene in Iron Man. Okay, that's a little random, yeah. but sure. Uh, yeah. It says the U.S. pledged one Patriot battery uh, system in December as part of one of several large military assistance packages provided to Ukraine in the recent weeks. Like we said, uh, like over $110 billion, um, not including uh, this week, the U.S. to send $3.75 billion in military aid to Ukraine and its neighbors. So not just Ukraine, also countries around Ukraine to fight uh Russia, I would assume, or at least to um, to have the ability to fight Russia. As someone that is from Europe, I'm a little bit ashamed of not knowing what other countries that are around Ukraine, other than, I know that Russia is, and I know that northern, northern Russia is. I would is. definitely have to look at a map, right? I can't do it, yeah. I couldn't do it in my head at all, no. No. Um, but yeah, it it, it kind of goes into the whole thing of uh, just adding more weapons to that area, uh, putting pressure mm-hmm. on Russia, I guess. Uh, also goes into like the thing that we've been talking about 
I mean, including this whole thing of training uh, their military in the U.S. Like, I, I think at this point we can safely say the U.S. is not trying to distance itself from being, like, completely involved in this conflict when you're no. literally training people <laughs> in your country. Right. Um, so I, I think this definitely shows a change in kind of the the rhetoric from the U.S. towards uh, the war in Ukraine. I saw an article t- yesterday, day before mm. yesterday, something, where uh, a Russian official came out and said that they're not fighting Ukraine anymore. They're now fighting NATO, is what they said. Right. So. That doesn't really surprise me a lot. Uh, If I had to uh, have a prediction for 2023 when it comes to Ukraine, I don't think we will see that much change. Uh, That's my sad prediction. Uh, Yeah, I... Like I said last week or a few weeks ago, it's just like what are what are we getting for that hundred and twenty right. million billion dollars? I should say with a B, um, right? And there is something we're getting out of it. I mean, I think people should look at what happened in Afghanistan for so many years and see if we want to do that again and if that's worth whatever we're. I think. It is kind of the endless war, you know, that the U.S. wants to have a war always going because that's how we profit off of these kind of things uh, as a country. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that we need to to use uh, Ukraine in that way, I guess. Um, right. I, I think there's a way to end it, uh, and we're not looking for a way to end it. Certain certain people are like they want this war to go on. They they want it to be the new Afghanistan, especially weapons manufacturers. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. They they are the people that are earning a lot of money on this. And, uh, oh, I yeah. And oil companies, yeah, yeah. And oil companies, yeah. That's what I was thinking a little about. We haven't had any news about the gas leak, have we? Uh, yeah, I wonder why. Um, yeah. I don't think they're really going to... I don't think we're ever going to hear who actually did it. I think probably some people know, and we're not. We're never going to know. But, uh... Just like you said, Kennedy? That we may know someday in our lifetime, <laughs> but... I mean, I think we kind of know who shot Kennedy. I think we don't know why he did it, necessarily. Or at least right. not the real reason. Well, uh, talking about conspiracy theories, <laughs> uh, holy fuck, uh, the right-wing media in, in the U.S. have had a blast with this. Documents marked classified from Joe Biden's vice presidency found in a think tank. Uh, it says here... Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland has assigned a U.S. attorney in Chicago to review documents marked classified that were found at Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington. Whew, you, I think you guys could have probably like tightened yeah, that, that ten, tighten that title ten, up a little bit. <laughs> say that ten times fast. I'm not always like a fan <laughs> of acronyms, but maybe you could have gone one for this. Um, <laughs> Two sources with knowledge of the inquiry told CBS New roughly 10 documents were found at the center uh, 
CBS News has learned the FBI also involved in the inquiry. The material was identified by personal attorneys for Biden on November 2nd. So this was a while ago, months ago. Mm-hmm. Just before just before the midterm elections, uh, the documents were discovered when Mr. Biden's personal attorneys were packing up files housed in a locked closet, preparing to vacate the office space. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. a lot of people obviously comparing this to the Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago doc- yeah. documents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially the right-wing media was like, how dare Biden, okay, how dare Biden say that Trump did something illegal when he does the same thing himself? Yeah, exactly. I think the thing they're missing is that, like, the Trump documents, he withheld them for, like, months and months and months after being asked to return them. In this case, they just found them and were like, Oh, but we have some documents. It is a little weird that it happened on November 2nd, and we're now hearing about it months later. So maybe there was a little bit of a... Not a cover-up necessarily, (laughs) but maybe a little stalling to wait until after the midterms for it to come out, Uh you know? Which I guess could be considered covering covering it up, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first saw the headline... Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of like, oh, okay, but then once you get into it, number one, I, Biden denies even knowing anything about these documents or anything. There is no um, direct connection to, like, Biden having those. We're in the Trump situation. It's at his house, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, right-wing media made a big hoopla about how... How dare Biden say anything bad about Trump now that he has done the same thing? And I, I, I don't fucking buy it. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Biden supporter by by any chance. Oh uh, yeah, if if right. me and you, if this was actually on the same level, we would be like right all up in it for sure. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, the, but there's it's just not on the same level. So. Not even fucking close. No, I don't think so, at least. I mean, I guess something could come out and we could find out, like, oh, here's, like, video, like, security cam footage of Biden in the White House shuffling through a filing cabinet and pulling things out and stuffing them into a... You know what I mean? That maybe Mm. could happen, I guess, but I don't think that's going to happen. Hey, talking about insurrections, uh, there have been an insurrection in Brazil... Arrests ordered for top officials after uh, the capital was stormed uh, by rioters. Brazil's judicial authorities have ordered arrests of top public officials after rioters stormed key government buildings in Brazil. One official, former commander of the military police, has been arrested. Officials, including uh, Brasilia's former public security chief, Anderson Torres, and others, quote-unquote, responsible for acts and omissions leading to the riots, uh, the Attorney General's office said. Mr. Torres does deny any role in the riots. Uh, the riot comes a week after President Lulu da Silva, widely known as Lulu, was sworn in uh, to power. Uh, approximately 1,500 people were arrested and brought to the police uh, after the riot. Officials say nearly 600 have been taken to other facilities. Um, where they will be formally charged. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it started out with 4,000 
Bolsonaro supporters. So, uh, yeah. Holy moly! It, they, what I read is that they bus. They were like all in bus bus like together. They, yeah. This was a very. It was. This wasn't like a all of a sudden just out of the blue kind of riot. No, no. It was a very planned, organized, organized protest that fell mm-hmm. apart into like chaos, kind of more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um. I, there has been. Uh, counter protests since this happened that were mm-hmm. fairly peaceful actually um, mm-hmm. and yeah we're, we're looking at like some fairly high up people in the government possibly involved in you n- maybe you know uh, helping out with with this uh right insurrection quote unquote i guess <laughs> quote unquote the other thing I heard uh, with an expert, yeah. like a an expert on Brazil, is that mm. in in America the capital uh, riots, which is what people are definitely comparing this to, um, mm-hmm. can be looked at in one way where they went after the capital. Um, apparently, this building in Brazil is more. Th- it's like if you were to put the capital and the White House and the State Department all in one building. And then they went after that building, whereas you know the right. so it was uh, the uh, the power is more central in this one building, and so for them to like attack that is actually more insane than the capital riots, which uh, obviously are also insane. Hey, twenty twenty four. I don't know if anybody cares about this. I care a lot about this. Uh, it's the year of uh, the switcheroo of the presidents, if I am not entirely incorrect. Uh, I mean, we already have the winner of that presidential race, uh, Kanye West, of course. Uh. <laughs> yep, definitely. That's definitely going to happen. Yep. <laughs> okay. I, I have a Between feeling he's me, not still okay. running for president, but... So, so between you and me, look, nobody else is listening. Just pretend that he he doesn't have a chance, right? Who? Don't Kanye West? Oh no, he doesn't have a chance. Okay, he did not. He he ran last time, and he got like did he? Yeah, Kanye ran oh. in twenty twenty. Oh, you don't remember that? Oh, okay. Well, no, he, he got like sixty thousand votes in the entire country. Okay, okay. which is like nothing. Gosh. And, but he did, like, fail to register a- as a candidate in, like, many states because he did it way uh-huh. too late. He didn't actually have any infrastructure as a candidate, where I guess he could now, but my guess is he's not going to actually run. But 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 look, between you and me, I mean, you did elect a game show host. Oh, I didn't, but yeah, Americans well, did. <laughs> as as a country, I mean. So, is it impossible? Question mark. Uh, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, Kanye is uh, a step too far for sure. Maybe okay. other another celebrity of some type, but not Kanye. Okay. What about John Bolton? Because he's so popular with his sexy mustache. He does have a pretty insane-looking mustache, like something... Oof. He's like that guy who sweeps up in the Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoons. 
You know what I mean? The janitor from the Rocky and Bullwinkle yes. cartoons? Yes. You can't... It, he, looks ex- it, he looks exactly like him. It, yeah, I don't know... I don't know why nobody's made that comparison before, but he does. Probably because it's like the most dated comparison ever, and nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. But Except me. Right. Uh, former National Security Advisor John Bolton has vowed to launch a presidential bid to confront Donald Trump, who supports, he alleges, uh, who he alleges inter- is in terminal decline. Uh, a long-time mm-hmm. backer of the invasion of Iraq, Mr. Bolton claimed in an interview that the Brit- that British broadcaster uh, that his run would be not be a vanity project. Uh, he said, "I wouldn't run as a vanity candidate. I think if I didn't think I could run seriously, then I wouldn't get in the race." He told ITV's Good Morning Britain, <laughs> uh, "The 74-year-old policy hawk has never been." Uh, in elected to office, but said he believes he could win in two years by pushing for America to adopt tougher lines against nations such as China and Russia. We have been way too easy on, <laughs> yeah, so, on those guys. So, so easy on those countries. Yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> definitely way too... Not enough sanctions, I think. We really need to... We need to get on on to sanctioning those countries. Um, what does he like? What does he want to do more exactly? Does he want like he wants to put a, a giant dome over each country like uh, the Simpsons movie where they put a giant giant dome over Springfield? Yeah, we just totally block those countries off from the rest of the world. I I will tell you this. If if Bolton wins the presidency, I promise you I will be become vegan for the rest of my life. Oh, I don't even think... Well, I, I don't think most Trump supporters would vote for John Bolton. I don't, I don't think so. Nobody likes that. He has a snowball's chance in hell. Yeah. Absolutely no one's going to vote for Bolton. Do you know anybody that thinks he's a good candidate? I can't think of anybody. There's got to be like one or him. two people out there that are like... His wife. <laughs> There's got to be like some weird old like uh, veteran guys who are like, Oh, I love... Yeah, he's so tough on uh, other countries and things like that. I, oh, I guess I-, I could see that, but like, no, he's not... Like you have to have some type of charisma, especially when you're in uh-huh. like debates and stuff. This guy is the uh-huh. he is the bane of <laughs> of all charisma. Like he is the he is as uh, vanilla as every uh, kind of ice cream uh, you can get. Yeah, uh, he's the most vanilla guy ever. Like I know who's going to support him. Look, the Has- Hasbro brand because he looks a little like the Monopoly man. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He needs a, a he needs a top hat, right? He needs a but, hat. Yeah. And where 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 there? <laughs> he does look kind of like coming out of that like nineteen twenties, like like he would be some kind of like a railroad baron, right? If he had mm-hmm. that hat and a mm-hmm. monocle, yeah. Ticket to ride. <laughs> oh gosh! Oop, I yeah, started no. started the video we were about to watch, but. I don't think it would be a good idea to tr- to travel on trains right now, maybe. Uh, at least according to <laughs> some people, there's a new variant of COVID coming out, Fro. Did you hear about that? 
No, I didn't. Apparently there's a new COVID variant. Uh, I I read a few articles that it's resistant to this and that, and it's, you know, it's mutated to get past the vaccines and things, so uh, it's called XBB1.5. Uh, and, Are you uh, sure that's not the, not the child of uh, Elon Musk? Well, you just made a Jimmy Fallon joke, <laughs> so you shouldn't be proud of yourself there. But <laughs> let's watch. Oh, he, he did he make that joke? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I haven't watched. I haven't watched it. Okay. <laughs> well, get ready to cringe if you haven't watched this. But Jimmy Fallon. Oh no! Did a video. Uh, well, did a, a segment on his show, I'm pretty sure, uh, talking about this, and he made a little song. Go and give me a countdown whenever you're ready. Uh, I feel so embarrassed that I made that joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. In three, two, one, play. Because I read about a new COVID variant that is, some people worried, it's called XBB.1.5. I guess they couldn't think of a catchier name, and it actually inspired me to write a tiny song. Okay. There was Alpha, then Delta, then Omicron next. But this latest variant might be the best. It's XBB. <laughs> it's so bad. Why? Why is it so bad? It's a new strain, but it isn't the same. Sounds more like Elon Musk. There you go, Fro. Oh, no. <laughs> I cringe now. <laughs> I'm sorry I made that joke. You know what this song reminds oh me God. of? It reminds me of anti-drug raps from the 80s. Yeah. Don't do crack, kids. It's I'm the cool guy. I can't. I can't. Look at his face over. right at the end. We've, look at his yeah. face right here. He's like, oh, God, did I really just have to do that? <laughs> like, the face at the end is the best part, because I guess people that, that are listening, he just kind of looks off to the side like, <sighs> like, oh, God, what has my life I, I come to? I can't believe I made a... Is <sighs> <sighs> a On behalf that? of another digital citizen, I do apologize for my joke earlier. <laughs> And I take it back. I think it's okay. an obvious joke, right? But it definitely a uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, joke for sure. For fuck's sake, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> uh, I mean that. That is actually one of the most embarrassing jokes I have done on this podcast. I'm not saying something. Uh, maybe, maybe it's because I haven't smoked uh, any narcotics because that's what you do with narcotics you smoke it like remember that meme of like uh, I ate too much we weeds uh, yes and I, I went insane I missed that meme yes. that was a good meme uh -huh. I actually listen uh, <laughs> this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment uh, but I actually listened to Tron Tells the Truth this week. Uh, I, I, I Sometimes I don't do it because it's, he sends it the same fucking day. So that's 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 impossible for me to listen to. But but this was really, really, really good. And uh, he's going to tell uh, the truth about legalizing 
mostly pot everywhere. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Let this be the year when we legalize cannabis everywhere. Yeah, now in New York City you can buy cannabis. That means the entertainment city of the United States will be more entertaining. But cannabis in the United States is still not legal on a federal level. So, Biden, get your head out of your fucking asshole and start legalization. Not only legalization. Every people who've been earning money on cannabis from young entrepreneurs in neighborhoods should get free. Yes, their sentences from the past should be stricken over. But the United States is not the only country who needs this reform. Germany is now starting also legalization, and so Malta already done it. Luxembourg is on its way, but in Norway we are still holding back. In Norway, police can still harass you if you only speak about the question. Yes. There have been cases where police officers go home to people because they've been loud in the media. Yes, that is a fucking problem. Let this be a new wave. Czechia is looking for legalization on cannabis. Switzerland too. And now I just hope that Scandinavia can come after. Every country in the world should legalize cannabis. But we shouldn't stop there. It's a lot of soft drugs like cart and LSD, and a lot of other kinds of drugs who should be legalized and regulated. The, the air when we use police forces to arrest people for having fun or experimenting things and so on, should be over. Legalization is the only way. And I always know that a lot of people who use alcohol are like, yes, we are not a problem because we have a culture. Yeah, we have a culture of being a fucking wasted drunk. Because you can call everybody who uses cannabis for a fucking stoner in an attic, you can call anyone who uses alcohol the same too. I don't like alcohol. A lot of people don't like alcohol, but they prefer other stimulations. So they should be allowed to do that, and we should regulate it in a smart and orderly manner. I don't even know where to begin. How much police resources should we use on putting people in jail who've been putting a drug in their own veins or in their blood or through their ass or through their mouth or anything. But people who are earning money on drug traffic always get away. It's like with everything. The hardest criminals always get away and the people on the bottom who just you always get jailed. Yeah. Or shot. Or killed. I'd rather have a good system where people can get the drugs or substance that they want in a regular good manner. People who get in trouble with it, have health problems and issues and so on, can get help. You know what we do with alcohol today. I hold this segment so many times, but I always hold it once a year. Because I always hope the new politics shall get in order. When you vote, in every election there is, you should ask your candidate, are you for regulation or legalization of drugs? If he says no, he should not be elected. That come on every level, because I know you in the United States can vote for corners and, and yeah, sheriffs and so on. Uh, so why not? Everyone who a local to federal level in political system should get the same question. Are you for legalization regulation? 
If no, you should not be elected. That means every fucking party. Because before it used to be the left versus the right and libertarians against so on on this issue. But now you have people from both sides of the system uh, who says this is bullshit. So get rid of like, all the conservative people who think prisons and police are good for regulation is because they are not. This is when it is a problem, a social problem, not a legal one. This was Tron. Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Uh, thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. That was a good one. It was really good. Yeah, one of his betters in uh, in quite a while. I do listen back to the podcast, so I do hear his segment every week. It it sounded a little like I don't listen to his segment. Oh, but of course I do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just sometimes we get him like right at the last minute, and it's like yeah. whatever twenty minutes before we're doing the show. Sometimes, right? So yeah, we just I, I even usually just listen to it afterwards. Uh, yeah, or not afterwards, but like while I'm putting the show together. Right. Yeah. While we're editing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, I'm going to start the TV round with a Norwegian show that I am a hundred percent sure you haven't seen because it's Norwegian. How about that? There's a very good chance in that case. <laughs> and do you remember I have talked about every time we meet? Um, I don't think Before. so. Okay, it's a very like a uh, celebrity show where celebrity uh, singers come and sing each other's songs. Does that ring any bells? No. I've talked about it before. Okay, I don't. I don't think you've talked about it with me. Okay, but this is the thirteenth uh, season started last week. Okay, uh, with two of my favorite artists. So I was super excited. Very, very interested. Uh, I will give this season probably a 7 uh, out of 10 of what I have seen so far. I've only seen two episodes, but uh, those two episodes were great. Uh, one of them was with my one of my heroes, uh, Bjorn Eidsvog. And uh, the other one was uh, about a rapper I have never followed here in Norway. But it was super interesting, it, it, both of those episodes. Okay, I saw. Mm-hmm. I also saw a reality show. I guess uh, Special Forces: World's Toughest Test on Fox. <laughs> also, a celebrity-based yeah. reality show. Did you see this? Yes. Uh, when I first when it first started watching the show, I didn't really do any research on this. I just knew that it was a, a you know, military-based kind of uh, reality show where they do, like, military training exercises, obviously, and then Mm. somebody gets eliminated. Uh, I I don't actually know how you win this other than just finishing, I guess, because they don't ever say that there's, like, a prize at the end. Uh, Does it remind you of another show called Tough as Nails, by any chance? Except that didn't have celebrities, and it wasn't about the military. I understand that, but it kind of like the way it's shot and everything else. Uh, a little bit. Um, yeah. I guess it's like a lot of reality shows like this. Uh, I think both of those were on Fox, right? Tough as Nails, I'm pretty sure, was on Fox. Yeah, it felt very much like Tough as Nails if Tough as Nails was military and also celebrity. And when we say celebrity, I, I, I recognized some of those people. Once they said who they 
were like when they first opened up the show they ha- they're all in this bus and they're headed they're, yeah. they're in Jordan number 1 which is yeah are we really like <laughs> why are we spending military this was an actual military base where like right we're spending tax dollars to send these celebrities to Jordan to do this silly mm-hmm. contest but you know it's you know they consider it like good PR for the armed services to like have these mm-hmm. celebrities doing it and like it's all this is big propaganda show don't you think for oh, the military definitely. this is a hoopla hurrah we are american except which is strange because the, one of the main guys is british but like the main trainers but yeah this right. is, like when like i said when they first opened it up i didn't know who any of these people were just looking at them me neither mostly because a lot of them are they're like they were child stars and now they've grown up so they look completely mm-hmm. different like Jamie Lynn Spears I didn't recognize mm-hmm. her till they or Beverly Mitchell I didn't recognize these people until they were like oh that's who this is and you oh, okay mm-hmm. now I Dr. Drew I guess I kind that was the only person I knew okay that's Dr. Drew everybody else oh yeah because the two basketball players I was like I don't follow yeah, basketball I, so Nope. Obviously, yeah. I'm not gonna. Tyler Florence is a chef. I, I wasn't gonna know who that guy Never was. Never heard of him. I think he's the naked chef, right? Oh. Okay. I think he's the naked chef. I could be wrong. Um, okay. But yeah, th- it was a big propaganda show, and one of the worst things about it, to me, was number one the armbands that they made everybody wear. When you're in, like, a camp like this, don't make people wear armbands. That's a bad look, guys. I'm just saying. As soon as they did that, I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Do not do that. And I was like, you can't get worse than that, right? And then and then they have them go off and be interviewed, and the way they have them be interviewed is they put a sack on their head with the gog- the blackout goggles just like they were going to Guantanamo Bay I was like yeah this is so incredibly cringe and and just awful like Mm -hmm. there are like people who were falsely put into that situation that didn't actually do anything who were just like a Muslim guy who got roped into shit and ended up you know what I mean that Mm -hmm. that could see this and be like traumatized by that just for a stupid reality show gimmick which that was actually kind of offensive to me when I thought about it. This show was pretty bad. I don't know. What would you give it? A uh, two. I would agree. I think a two is pretty pretty on point. Yeah. And talking about shit shows I saw this week, Alert Missing Person Neonet. Not sure was a show. Yeah, I was expecting a lot uh, less of this show, to be honest. <laughs> Were you? Okay. I, I will say that... Uh, uh, okay, sp- can we spoil? Yeah, sure. The I don't. Of I, this, there's only one episode out, right? Or two episodes, maybe. Two, two okay. episodes. I've seen two episodes. I will say that them finding their son and uh, him not being their son is interesting. I will say that. But okay, let's talk a little about what it is. Uh, it is very procedural. Drama about two people in the Philadelphia Police Department of the Missing Person Unit. And each episode, uh, they go through a missing person. And uh, it's uh, a guy and his ex-wife. Technically, it's the wife and her ex-husband. Because he's not technically part of the missing persons unit. He's just 
there. He's just there, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I thought, I, I thought aspects of this was really good. Like I said, I really, really liked the ending of uh, episode uh, one. I really liked that aspect of uh, them finding their son and him not being their son. Uh, sp uh, you have not seen episode two, right? I didn't know there was an episode two, so it maybe it came okay, out. Okay, so yeah, yesterday or something because there was. I will say two that storyline continues in episode two. I will say that. Well, obviously, it's like the overarching yes. storyline of the whole show is yeah. th that they had a son that went missing when he was very young. Now he's grown up, mm -hmm. and he could be or could not be their son. It seems like it's not their son, but. It could be something else. It could be that it is their son, but he's been, like, brainwashed or something. You know? That could be also the case. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's extremely well, I, I don't. I'm just saying, I don't think you're necessarily spoiling anything. Right. Because I don't necessarily think that it... it that, that could be incorrect, I guess. Uh, but other than that, it's a very standard Kati Kukur show. Uh... I would say the acting is pretty good, but I, I'm not. I was going, to going give it. into it expecting because it's called Alert Missing Missing Persons or whatever. It the yeah, name yeah. The, the title of it. I didn't think this was going to be a procedural like drama. I thought it was going to be mm. one of those shows that's like, uh, has a narrator and then has like recreated. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Discovery. D yeah, discovery type show. And so when I went into it, mm -hmm. I was actually pleasantly surprised by it being. Uh, so I I went in with weird expectations of this television show. Uh, so mm. I I would probably give it a four actually. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 three point five, uh, be behind you. So it's it's not that much behind. All right, let's talk about Pressure Cooker, which we saw one episode yeah. together. I watched a whole bunch more of this. I don't know about you. Me too. Um, it kind of lost its flair to me, maybe in the... <laughs> I think I was on the fifth or sixth episode. Um, yeah. It starts to kind of lose, like... Like, okay, the show is a, a cooking-based reality show, just like any other one where you have to bake a dish, and whoever bakes the best dish uh, well, moves on, or the person who has the least dish doesn't move on, except this well. is more in the sense... <laughs> well, let me let me continue. Uh, yes, yes. I'm, uh, I'm all trying to talk, and you're like, well... Um, except this show, uh, instead of it being uh, individual competitions, they all live in this house together... Where mm -hmm. they're not, they're doing competitions, but at the same time, they're competing to get the best chef out in a way, right? Right. Because it's, they're living together, big... there can be like backstabbing and things like that. Right. It's kind. Of, well, they are at least trying to be very much Big Brother. I mean, uh, the very Big Brother much of cooking show. Yes. They've got the very. interview chair, just like Big Brother. Yes. Um, the yes. only difference is there's not, like, a Big Brother voice. You know what yes. I mean? The thing that's the... And no host. There isn't a host. They're the only... Right. The host is a computer that prints out tickets that tells, like... Like you would get in a restaurant for, like, an right. order of food, except this is tells them, like, 
this is what you're going to be doing today. Yeah. So in the, in that sense, uh, it, the whole concept of it is pretty original, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, uh, and and exactly, I had a, a same exact experience like you. This held steam for me for five, six episodes, and I was like, why do I care? I mean, the interesting... <laughs> at, at the end, I was like... Some of the yeah. interesting stuff is, like, that they judge each other in... In right. the sense that, like the first, the first thing was uh, them judging each other's cooking, and then somebody gets eliminated, and that person ends up becoming the first judge. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's never, it's not like a lot of cooking shows uh, where the judge is like a panel. Um, right. That's also interesting about it. Like the that's mm-hmm. the most interesting part about it is like the origin, how original, the originality of the concept. But um, yes. It does, like you said, it doesn't really hold steam, and it doesn't. There's something that gets lost from the like Big Brother aspects of it, and I think yes, and I can't really put my finger on it, but I think it has something to do with like the character development. I don't know. What do you think? I also think it has to do with the voting. To be honest, uh, some of the voting seems very. Uh, strange to say it mildly. Okay, yeah, there's something weird uh, there with like the Big Brother half of the of, yeah, because it's like like you said, it's a cooking competition show mixed with Big Brother, and like the cooking competition show, everything like rules wise and like the concept really works, but mm-hmm. then there's something strange about the way the Big Brother parts of it are like edited together yes. and and the way it it fits with the rest of the show. I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. But I'd probably give the show. I don't know. I I enjoyed what I saw of it. You know. Yeah, me it's too. definitely something you can have in the background while you're, I don't know, vacuuming or something. So I'd give but it. But it's it's. Go ahead. It's a little bit funny that I don't think I will finish it, and I've seen five or six episodes. <laughs> I think it's one of those shows where I could skip to the last episode and see what happens, yes. and I don't think I'd to, mi- to see, see who wins. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd well. miss much. Um, yes, I agree. But I would give it a 6.5. I will give it a 6. Okay. Uh, a show that I also uh, got actually very surprised by in the quality aspect of it is Will Trent. This was really good. Um, I saw this and I am having a hard time remembering anything about it. Let me look it up. Okay. Go ahead. I've, I very much liked it. So, uh, this is, is about this special agent that was abandoned by de- uh, at birth, and he was, uh, like, had this very harsh coming of age in Atlanta, uh, uh, foster care system, and, uh, yeah, he wants to have the highest clearance rate for murder, I think it's comparable to a lot of, like, detective uh, detective shows in this genre. Like, the detective mm. in, in that is is unique in a way where, like, everybody else... He stands out from everybody else in the show, which is what they're going mm-hmm. for in this. I don't know what that means. I, I he, he definitely, um... It de- the show definitely, like, is very ABC... You know what I mean? Like, 
it it doesn't mm. really grip me all that much. It has that mm. very network TV feel about it. It has that uh, NYPD blue feel. I don't know how to describe it other than that. You know mm. what I mean? Um, For me, it was a little more psych, uh, to be honest. I I was I was thinking psych monk. I didn't. Um, maybe monk, but like. I don't especially think monk. Yeah, I think more monk, monk. But like, it's not. It's the com. It's not as com comedic. It's more drama than that. Right. And I do agree. Uh, yeah. The, it. It. Uh. It, maybe it, that is one thing. If it was more comedic, it maybe it would be better. So I think it maybe takes itself too mm. seriously. I'd give it a. Mm. I'd give it a. A four. I gave this actually a five point five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Koala Man on Hulu. Sorry? Koala Man. Oh, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see this? No. Uh, it's, I think it's Australian. At least, uh, it's based in Australia. It's a cartoon. Um, it's got Hugh Jackman in it, or vo uh, Hugh Jackman's voice in it, I should say. Um, uh -huh. it's... It's just a really all-around silly, funny cartoon. It's about a a father who has a secret identity as Koala Man, a superhero that it doesn't really uh, isn't really that great of a superhero. And when he does do thing, like when he actually does save people, everybody around is like uh, not really that impressed, or like the news makes fun of him for wearing a silly costume, things like that. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so he's not taken seriously as a superhero at all. Uh, it, mm. It's it's pretty funny. I don't know. I compare it to a lot of, uh, you know, like Family Guy type shows. Um, it definitely worth checking out. I would recommend it to you, Fro. It's just an easy, you know, 30-minute show. They're really silly, irreverent, uh, kind of dumb humor. I'd give it a mm. 7. Cool. Yeah. I saw The Rig... Uh, this is a thriller drama question mark. A little horror in uh, in there as well. A little horror uh, sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit like uh, Stephen King's The Fog. Actually, it's very much like Stephen King's The Fog. If anybody has seen that uh, show, uh, there are some things that I have uh, problems with with the show, but I have seen all six episodes. So it it kept my kept my interest there without without spoiling too much there this environmental factor in this show that is very interesting uh there are some soap opera aspects of this that isn't that interesting uh human human Vice, uh, things like that. But I, I very much like the the ending, the explanation of things. It's it's a little woke in in the way that it's being very like we need to take care of our environment. Uh, we shouldn't uh, ex uh, exploit uh, nature. It has a very hard uh, kind of line when it comes to that. But other than than that, I I I will say it's a pretty good show, to be honest. What did you think? 
Uh, yeah, it had those certain like uh, part. There were certain parts that had like CW uh, feel to it, as far as the drama bits between different characters. Yes. Um, but it definitely had an interesting sci-fi take to it. It was one that I, I, I would never watch more than two episodes of this. It just didn't have like the the acting wasn't good enough to keep following it. Cinematography mm. was pretty mid-level. Uh, and the storyline, it just, I kind of just knew where it was going, so I'd say it's pretty predictable. Uh, yes. I think you meant The Mist, by the way, not The I Fog. Did, uh, I did mean The Mist, yes. I, I was, uh, yeah, and wasn't there another movie that came out, like, later, that also was, like, uh, a movie with Fog, and then at the end, he gets eaten by, like, a dinosaur? Was that, or was that The Mist? Right. I don't remember. That, that was the TV show, The Mist, yeah. It was first the movie, The Mist, and then the TV show. And then the a Mist, TV show. So. Oh, that's why I'm confusing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this show is similar in that way, so I don't know. I'd give it a... Uh, it, it'd probably give it a 4.5, I guess. Oh. Oh, we're pretty far away from each other now. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would give this a 6.5. I mean, I gave Will Trent a 4. And as far as acting and everything else, as far as, like, quality of, like, production value, I think they're pretty similar. Mm. I just think this had a better storyline than that one. So, 0.5 more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my turn. Uh, let's, let's see. We've gone through a, a lot of things here. Mayfair Witches. Uh, Yay. This was on AMC. Uh, I guess this is based off of... A book or something? That's one because uh, it's it Anne Rice, right? So it must be based off, or is it like a short story? I'm not really sure. No, it's 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 uh, uh, multiple of books. Multiple have, books, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, I, I don't know. It, it opens up like okay, Mayfair witches. I'm like okay, we're gonna obviously we're gonna be dealing with supernatural stuff. We're gonna be dealing with uh, covens <laughs> of you know different people. I don't know, at least in the first episode, I'm not there you get witch vibes like right towards the end, but I'm not really mm -hmm. getting like the uh, the witch aesthetic I was expecting when I was going into this. You know what I'm saying? I you got what I, I got more I, mean, yeah. I got more like a medical drama at least for the first 25 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I have in my notes I'm utterly disappointed in this show. <laughs> I'm so fucking disappointed in this. Where I, where I think they kind of uh, hit it uh, out uh, with the interview with the vampire. Interview with a vampire, I really liked. It's the same author, if you didn't know. Um, I think maybe that was on AMC also, wasn't it? Yeah. Say yeah. And I, I really like Alexandria uh, Dadero. Uh, she's very, very, very good actor, but in this, she has it's, 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 it, it feels, it feels like uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch almost quality wise, uh, and that's not a good thing. Uh, I don't, but it doesn't I, have the same feel as like it. It doesn't have the over the top. Um you know, clothing choices and color choices right. and things like that. It, stylistically, it's different. Yes, but it's so fucking boring. I, I, can't, I can't remember a show that I was so bored at in 
quite a while, but uh, yeah, no, me not like this show. I mean, there's only one episode out, so it's hard to judge completely after this, but yeah. it, they're definitely stretching because Very much you so. know this yeah. this is there are witches involved and basically not you get very little indication as to what that means in the first episode to mm-hmm. to, to there's no enticing you to, into watching more because like the cliffhanger at the end doesn't really uh scream oh this now there's these co- coven of witches that's going to do this or that it's just about this one woman right and her like special power mm-hmm. uh which She's like a doctor, and she ends up accidentally killing multiple people, and, uh, yeah, that's basically what it's about. Uh, I don't know, maybe if the name, maybe if the name was different, uh, but they can't really do that, because it's based off of a set of books, I guess, so maybe Mm. if they would have just kind of, like, skipped ahead in the books a little bit, you know, instead of, like, having the first half of this episode be really slow, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah no, uh, I I I don't want uh, 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 what is that uh, TV show called Grace Autonomy mm-hmm. in my uh, I don't want Grace Autonomy in my horror place. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know if that's how the book was or not, but uh, no, there's no Grace Autonomy in my horror that there. Right, so it feels like they just took the book and like inserted it into um a medical drama standard medical yeah. drama you'd see on a lot of different network tv so i don't know this wasn't great i'd probably give it a 3.5 i give it a three uh hold the front page uh this is a comedy slash documentary uh, about two comedians uh, called uh, Josh uh, Windekamp and Nish Kumar uh, that travel around in the UK, uh, six episodes, uh, and uh, they go to different uh, local newspapers in the UK, and their goal is to come on the front page to to come to to find the case that comes on the front page. That's the goal in every single episode. It's very, very funny. Uh, I had a great time watching this. This helped me tremendously with my depression. Uh, I love the banter between Josh Widdicombe and Nish Kumar. Very, very funny people. And I also like the aspect of them, like, trying to compete with real journalists. (laughs) <laughs> for coming on front uh, on the front page of the local newspapers across the UK, yeah, and some sometimes they are very successful, and sometimes they are very unsuccessful, and that's kind of like it it it, it makes it very interesting. The documentary style is is very very fun. Uh, I had a blast with this. Actually, I had such a blast with it that I will give it an eight. Nice. The last thing I saw, which I saw with you, at least an episode, Copenhagen Cowboy, a Danish show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was really hard to tell what this was about when you first started watching it, because it's <laughs> very abstract, very um, sty- uh. stylistically they went for something very 
quiet and very, I don't know, almost French feeling? Did you get like a French film feel to this? We, oui. Yeah. We. Oui. Uh, it felt... Uh, funny enough, we talked about uh, the movie we saw last week about uh, being very pretentious. This TV show is very pretentious. I saw two episodes of this and I'm fucking out. I can't believe I forced myself to watch two episodes of this. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I had a hard time getting through the second episode like by myself. But apparently it's being like... People really like the show uh, because yeah. Uh, when I was doing, uh, you know, we were in just a second on the show. We're gonna do best uh, or most anticipated movies and TV shows, and mm-hmm. a few lists that I was looking at, you know, as far as TV shows, had this, yeah. had this on it, and uh, yeah. and there multiple places were like, this is like when I looked up. Uh, let's see, I think I looked up just. Uh, top 10 TV shows 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would like Google recommended that first to me of like all the shows it could like of all the shows coming out. <laughs> that was like the first thing that Google was like, oh, this is the one you need to see. So I don't know if maybe that says mm-hmm. something about me or or maybe it says something about Google. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting in, like, a film school geek kind of way. Other than that, it's, like you said, very pretentious. Um, it's it's disturbing in kind of an interesting way, I would say. The acting's good. The cinematography is actually really nice. Uh, yep. The editing is just super wacky. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I, I'm not sure there is any editing in this. I, I, it's edited. St- <laughs> they, they made specific choices in the editing that almost go against a lot of the rules of editing things and that they did that on purpose so you got to kind of commend them for like going out on a limb you know what i'm saying with like this the crazy stylistic choices uh and that's what i mean by like it's kind of a film kind of school geek kind of tv show and i don't think anybody else is really going to enjoy it but i would still give it a six wow so let's be honest, uh, if we had done our most anticipated TV shows a week before we did, this would probably be my number two mm-hmm. uh, uh, on, on, on the list. It's, uh, it's of course not on the list anymore because I've seen it, uh, but I definitely was looking forward to this because his last show is one of my favorite shows of, la- of all time. Like. No joke. I love this Danish uh, director. He has also made Drive, a movie I do recommend people to watch. Uh, but, yeah, no, this was some pretentious uh, shite uh, with very good acting, uh, weird manuscript, and so-and-so interesting storyline. I... Cannot give it more than a five, though, because holy moly. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to like this. Uh, all right, TV news. Let's talk about Kanye. Uh, we talked about him last week at the end of the show that he was missing, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye West seen out in public for the first time in weeks with a mystery woman 
Kanye West is back to his regularly scheduled program, getting out and about again with a new mystery woman by his side for the first time in public in weeks. Uh, he appeared to be all smiles Sunday afternoon uh, with his new female companion. They went to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Uh, yeah, we, nobody knows who this lady is, apparently. Um, not great photos here. Like, the one photo we have nope. that's like her face, It's her face is blocked by the mirror, uh, like the side mirror of the car, so you can't even really yep. see the, anything going on there. Um, but uh, one thing we had kind of, when we talked about it being missing, I was kind of like, well, maybe somebody got through to him and maybe he's like getting help maybe he's like you know mm. uh in a facility for like mental care but it seems like not and now we have this mystery woman uh i mean at least it's not nick fuentes there's that it could be worse i suppose well he was also photographed with him later so oh oh all right <laughs> never mind then and actually if, if you see Sit down in this article, you see a picture with him and Fuentes. Well, we don't know who this lady is. She could be worse than Nick Fuentes, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> right? Talking yeah. about people that are worse than Nick Fuentes. Okay. I don't know about that. Okay. I know. <laughs> Allegedly. <Isn't>... Allegedly. <laughs> I think Vince, Vince McMahon is up, up there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I find it a little funny because I think it was three weeks ago at the end of the podcast i said to you hey there's some development about wwe it looks like vince is on his back on his way back wow <laughs> what's happened uh four days after her disgraced father returned to the wwe board the rest of the company's mm -hmm. co-ceo and chairwoman stephanie mcmahon has now resigned from the company uh, the move comes as WWE Board of Directors elected her father, Vince McMahon, as executive chairman of the board again. Uh, mm. WWE said Nick Khan, who was co-CEO with Stephanie, would serve as CEO. Uh, WWE confirmed McMahon's return on January 6th. The board also announced it intends to overtake a review of strategic alternatives with the goal being to maximize value for WWE shareholders. Right. So, let's talk about something that is very, very unconfirmed. I have to preface this with this is purely speculatively rumors. Okay. But it seems like WWE is sold to Saudi Arabia. Not, not sold, but they're looking to sell, right? Right. Yeah. Because uh, if it was sold, we would know that by now. But there's but rumors are are going on that uh, there is this financial group from Saudi Arabia that has put in um, offer uh, for yeah. WWE, and that Vince has given the green light for this offer to go on. And it would mean that uh, WWE would go back to being privately owned. Uh, and the difference between a privately owned company and uh, what WWE is now is that WWE is now is there is possible to buy chairs and things like that. But 
it looks like, and I, I have to say this with a little pinch of salt, because it's not confirmed, but there are very, very big rumors and speculative uh, articles out there in the world that WWE is going to be sold in a very, very short time. At least according to TMZ, they say, sources say the company is not sold to Saudi Arabia. This was from four hours ago, so according right. to TMZ, sources inside, but that doesn't mean they're not going to sell, it just means they haven't sold yet. Like I said, uh, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, yeah, Audible. AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. That's AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free trial of Audible and get a free audiobook, go there. Sign up using our audibletrial.com forward slash ADC link. It helps us out, and you get a free book. Cancel before the 30 days, and you don't get charged anything. Get a free book, and uh, win, win, win. Main event time. Uh, something I'm really looking forward to do. Every fucking year I'm looking forward to do this. It is our top five anticipated uh, Movies and TV of 2023. Let's start with the movies. Do you want to do movies first? Okay. Uh, my number five, Barbie the movie. After yeah. being expelled from Barbie land for being less than perfect looking doll, Barbie sets off for the human world to find true happiness. Uh, directed by Greta Gerwig, uh, Margot Robbie, and what? Mm -hmm. Will Ferrell. Greta Gerwig is in it. A bunch of people. Um, Ryan Gosling, that's the person I was trying to think of. Uh, it seems like it could either be really stupid and terrible, but from the trailers I've seen, it looks interesting, so. Uh, this would be my number six movie. Okay. Uh, let's be 110% honest. I, I, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I think uh, with with Greta Gerwig's name in there is 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 yeah it's super interesting. But my number five is Asteroid City, directed by Wes Anderson, and uh, get ready to hear a lot of people that you will recognize, because it's starring Tilda Swinton, Android Brody, Tom Hanks, Margaret Robbie. Ruby Fine, Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, Hope Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Matt Damon, uh, uh, Edward Norton, Steve Carell, Rita Wilson, just that fucking list. Uh, it says here in the uh, Wikipedia article about this movie, it says the cast has been described as being larger than most Anderson films. <laughs> uh, it is uh, set to be uh, uh, set for limited release on June 16th, uh, 2023. And yeah, I love, I love Wes Anderson and holy moly, when you come with that Draw list. Uh, I I I can't. Yeah, I can't. Not have it on my list. Have you seen the trailer for this? No. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> it, it's about Saudi Arabia. Uh, cool. It's it looks problematic to me. 
I don't know if it's going to be good okay. or not. I would recommend checking out the trailer. I was, I had it on my like short list, and then I watched the trailer, and it's like, ooh, ew, it made me feel gross. Um, sixty-five is my number four. After a catastrophic crash on an unknown planet, pilot Mills quickly discovers he's actually stranded on Earth sixty-five million years ago. Now, with only one chance at rescue, Mills and the other survivor, Koa, must make their way across an unknown terrain riddled with dangerous. Prehistoric Creatures. Uh, yeah, this has Adam Driver as the main character in it. It is... Mm -hmm. uh, the trailer looks really interesting. It definitely looks like kind of a, a mix between uh, Planet of the Apes and Jurassic Park. And it's also directed by uh, the John Wick people, so... Oh, cool. All right. I, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely... I'm definitely aware of this movie, to say it that way. Well, my number four is a follow-up to a 2018 movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, one of the very few animated uh, uh, superhero movies I like. Uh, really much love uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Well, we are finally getting a follow-up, and it's called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, I mean, there's not that much to say about it. It's animated and it has the same people as last time. Uh, it comes out June 2nd. Um, <clears throat> my number three, Megan with a three instead of an E. Uh, Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike doll that is programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by Germa, a brilliant roboticist, Megan can listen, watch, and learn as it plays the role of a friend, teacher, playmate, and protector when uh, Germa becomes unexpected caretaker of an eight-year-old niece. She decides to give the girl Megan prototype a decision that leads to unimaginable consequences. This came out this mm. week, right? Or does it come out next week? It came out this week. No, it came it came out this week, and therefore I disqualified it. Well, you can still you haven't seen it, so anticipate you can still anticipate seeing it. <laughs> it's not like a TV show yeah, you've yeah. seen or a movie you've seen that you can't anticipate something you've seen. But I, this I definitely am anticipating seeing. So um, that's my number three. Well, my number three, and please, 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 dear movie gods, if you're out there, let me not regret having this as my number three, because I'm either going to be ridiculed by people saying, hey, why do, do you trust this man, or I am going to be right, because it is the M. Night Shyamalan newest movie, Knock uh, at the Cabin, uh, I have seen the trailer for this, and therefore I'm very much excited. But listen to this premise. While vacationing in a remote cabin, a family of three is suddenly held hostage by four strangers who demand they sacrifice one of their own to avert the apocalypse. That is one of the coolest premises I've heard of. Uh, it has Dave Bautista in it. Uh, please, 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 please be good. Uh, I know, I'm not, Sh I'm not Shyamalan doesn't really have the best record in the last years. Please be good. 
yeah, February 3rd, 2023. He's got to have a good one sometime soon, right? He can't just... Yes. Yeah. Something, he's got to have a... Uh, you Please, know, this one. You yeah. can't make... You can't just every time at that level be making stinkers and keep getting movie deals, I guess, mm. so... Uh, but we'll see. Uh, what was that? Your number... What? Two? Is this my number two? No, that was my number... Uh, that was my number three. Okay. Yeah. My number two, Renfield, uh, the tortured... Yeah. ...aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula, is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside of the shadow of... Outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness... Uh, says Nick Cage, Nicholas Holt, Aquafina, mm -hmm. Ben Schwartz, Brandon Scott Jones. Uh, who's this directed by? Chris McKay. Yeah, it's a comedy about Dracula, but it just looks really, it just looks really funny. Kind of reminds me of what we do a little bit. Uh, In the shadows. Yeah. yeah, from the trailer at least. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I don't think we have long. I think it comes out in April, so not too long till it comes out. Yeah, I saw the, tra the trailer this week, and I was like, I really want this on my list. Yeah. But sadly, I don't. I don't have it there. What I do have there is uh, something that I don't think you care two shits about, but it's Dune Part 2. Uh, yeah, finally, the second part of Dune. I really, really liked the first part. Uh, it is Denis Villeneuve again, uh, with uh, Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson in the two leads, also Stellan Skarsgård. Dave Bautista is really uh, occupied uh, uh, lately, but he's also in that movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's the sequel to to the movie that we waited for for so fucking long. I mean, I really, really hope it it follows up from the last one. I really liked uh, the 2021 uh, first part. But I, I remember saying that it very much felt like a first part. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see if he, he gets it to be one single part, like uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, almost. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and it comes out uh, November third. Uh, yeah, the first one was. It didn't really like grab me as mu as much as other people, but I think the biggest thing people had a problem with was that it kind of just ended and didn't have like any kind mm -hmm. of wrap up. It had a bit of a cliffhanger, but it didn't like wrap up the movie itself. It just left you wanting more. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are excited for that one. Um, let's see what my number one. This is a weird mm -hmm. one. Bo is afraid. Uh, okay. Bo is afraid is an upcoming American surrealist comedy horror film, written, directed, and produced by Ari Aster, starring Joaquin Phoenix as mm. Bo, an incredibly neurotic man who must make a bizarre journey home to visit his uh, mother. Uh, yeah, the trailer for it looks really good. It's done by A24, which is always a good sign. It's got Joaquin Phoenix, mm -hmm. which is always a good sign. Uh, it's, a, it's a... Like it says, it's a surrealist comedy horror. So it's like very... Mm. 
up my alley as far as Luke type movies go. You know what I mean? At least from the trailer, it looks really good. I'd mm. recommend at least checking the trailer out. This says it's going to come out in the end of April. So, well, um, <laughs> uh, when I heard about this movie, I was like, okay, this is going to be my number one. <laughs> I knew that right when I saw the first trailer uh, and I saw, oh, this is coming in 2023, is it? Oh, this is uh, so obvious, my my movie, it's not even funny. Uh, it is Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Uh, it is set to release in July of 21. Uh, and it follows, of course, uh, the physicist uh, Robert Oppenheimer and uh, his making of uh, the atomic bomb in the Manhattan Project. Uh, it has a role list that is uh, pretty f good. Uh, we have uh, Killian Murphy, Emily Bra Blunt, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Matt, Matt Damon, again, uh, Rami Malek, uh, Florence Pugh, uh, yeah. And uh, Josh Harnett and Kenneth Branagh. I, I have still not seen a bad uh, Christopher Nolan movie, so... And I'm very, very interested in the making of the atom bomb. What about and Tenet? And the trailer looks... Sorry? What about Tenet? Tenet wasn't a bad movie. It was just a... A, a disappointment? I didn't... <laughs> a disappointment. It wasn't a bad movie. It's just... A, yeah... I didn't think it was great. But yeah. No, it wasn't great either. I I would probably give it a six somewhere. Yeah. And this is like his comeback film after that. I think a lot of people weren't super happy with Tenet. Uh, as far yeah. as editing-wise, it felt w weird. Uh, so maybe he's going to kind of redeem himself with this one. We'll see, though, because it's very different from a lot of his other movies, like as far as... Very. Uh, yeah. Stylistically, or like even genre-wise. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, on my... He, usually, he, he does something crazy, like uh, like Tenant or or Interstellar or whatever. Yeah, this is like a history piece. Definitely not yeah. necessarily in his wheelhouse. That was on my honorable mentions, as well as, let's see, House Party. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me find my uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, cocaine Bear... Mission Impossible, The Dead Reckoning, Part 1. I don't know why, but Scream 6, I, I, the the last one was awful, why, Luke? but uh, why? I, I want to see this. Okay. Well, here's a movie I really, really hope is better than the trailers. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Let's hope it's good, Luke. A Mario movie. The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Do oh I had Dune Part Two on here okay. Uh, John Wick Chapter Four. Uh, Wonka. Do you know I am uh, very curious about Wonka. I mean, it's a movie about like Willy Wonka before he became like uh, the chocolate tear. I think so. it starts with him as a child. Yeah. Yeah. Now, according to the, tra has... the trailer, the trailer looks good. It looks interesting. But, uh, yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, let's see, where was I? Let's see, I was I just did Wonka. Uh, it's just called Un Untitled Quiet Place Spinoff. 
We're not sure what the yeah, title I of it's going to be. <laughs> I also, I also have we don't even know what it's going to be about or if it's even going to yes. be. But it's, yes. it's uh, written and, and directed by the same people, I think, so. Yeah. In Infinity Pool. That looked very interesting. I didn't hear Infinity about Infinity Pool. Sorry. Maybe I, so I don't remember hearing about that one, but the last one I have is Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. Uh, we're, we don't actually know the working title of that one either, but it's going to be the sequel right. to that to that movie. So, of uh, two uh, two that you well three that you haven't mentioned, I will say Dungeons and Dragons: uh, Honor Among Thieves uh, is on my list. The Haunted Mansion uh, is going to be a movie, uh, and Gran Turismo. We might talk about Dungeons and Dragons in the Jeremy round. All right, let's do TV shows. Uh, I guess you're going to start, right, with your number five? I will. And it is Master of the Year. Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It is uh, uh, an upcoming American war drama miniseries based on the 8th Force... of the United Air Force during World War II. Why am I interested in this whatsoever, you say? Someone that doesn't like uh, war things? Well, it's made by the same uh, people that has uh, made uh, a Band of Brothers. Uh, it uh, has uh, produced by uh, very unknown people like Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And holy fuck, the, the list of people that are in this is interesting. Like Austin Butler, uh, I like Nate Mann, I like a lot of people. Nicholas King, Kinski, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting people. So that's my number five. My number five, The Ark on Sci-Fi. Spacecraft Ark 1 encounters a catastrophic event on a mission to secure a survival of the human race. The remaining crew must survive with the lack of, with a lack of life-sustaining supplies, loss of leadership, and over a year until they have to reach the target planet. And this comes out in February. The trailer looks really good, uh, but I, f- I feel like it, you know it's going to be a sci-fi level production, so it's not going to be mm. like super high quality. But I, from the trailer, I get like the 100 vibes. Where like the first mm. two seasons of the one hundred production value wise was not that great, but entertainment value wise it was really good. So hopefully this is kind of on the same level. We'll see though. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows uh, when it comes to like Western crime dramas is uh, Justified. I love Justified. Uh, very very happy to see that uh, it's. Uh, Kind of coming back. Uh, it is called Justified City Primal. Uh, yeah, uh, and it is about our main character that left Kentucky for Miami, where he continues to re- work as a U.S. Marshal uh, while helping raising his daughter. He soon finds himself in Detroit, pursuing the Oklahoma wildman Clement Marshall, who has been eluded the police the detroit police force it has uh, timothy oliphant in the main role i really really liked justified so i'm i'm happy to see they are going to make a sequel question mark 
My number four, uh, this is on, where is this from? Peacock is what I'm seeing. Mrs. Davis comes out on 420, brah. Uh, <laughs> Faith versus technology follows an epic battle of biblical and binary proportions starring Betty Gilpin. This is about a nun who has to battle an AI. Uh, I'm not sure what that means, but it the from what I've seen of it, it looks interesting. Um, yeah, it's uh, Damon Lindoff also directing it, so. Uh, here, here again I come with uh, my plead to the universe uh, for having some... I, I, I find it a little funny that both of my pleads to the universe is my number three. <laughs> please, please let this be good, uh, because uh, it is uh, the people behind uh, a very unknown TV show called Game of Thrones that uh, is coming out with us. Uh, it's called uh, Three Body Problem, uh, and it is one of my favorite science fiction novels of all time. Uh, it's a Chinese. Uh, it's 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 uh it's uh, one of the first uh, books that won the Hugo Award, uh, and uh, it's uh, the first of a trilogy, and uh, yeah, this is the first thing that uh, the guys that made Game of Thrones is make making for for Netflix, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, my number three, Poker Face, on, also on Peacock. Charlie, who mm. has an extraordinary ability to determine when someone is lying, hits the road with her Plymouth Barracuda and with every stop encounters a new cast of characters and strange crimes she can't help but solve. This has got a, a Natasha Leone as the main character. It's also got, like I said, I think each episode is like a different set of characters, but it's got Adrian mm -hmm. Brody, Ron Perlman, Benjamin Pratt, Jordan, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's got a bunch of really good people in it. Uh, mm. And of course, uh, Natasha Leone is, is very fun. So it looks good. The trailer looks good. I'd recommend checking that out. Hmm. My number two is a show that you haven't heard of. Uh, look, it's called Poker Face. And never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. Uh, the ro I, I think it's a little funny that you didn't say uh, that uh, this is made uh, and created by Ryan Johnson. Uh, you forgot about that. Oh, okay. Uh, the, uh, the guy from Nice Out and uh, also Glass Onion. Oh, yeah, so, right. They, I mean, they did say that in the trailer. I forgot about that. Yes. So, I mean, when it's created by him and has Natasha Leon in it, of course it's my number two. So, that's my number two. My number two, Lucky Hank, uh, is an upcoming American television show based... Uh, oh, produced by AMC, starring Bob Odenkirk, based off of a 1997 no novel, Straight Man, by Richard Russo. It's set to premiere in March. There's like a barely a teaser out for this. Not really. There, there's not a whole lot of information going on of what it's going to be about. But uh, it's Bob Odenkirk, and the from what I've seen, it looks interesting at least. So 
Uh, yeah, this one's one of those ones where there's a lot of mystery around it as to whether it is going to be good or what. Mm. Well, my number one, I have to wait uh, four days <laughs> to see. Does that give you any clue what it could be? I have no idea. It is The Last of Us, the TV show. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's my... I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, too, actually, even though I don't really care that much. It, the trailer looked good. The The trailer looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, said to be the largest television production in Can Canadian history. It all was uh, filmed in Alberta. So, if you haven't heard about this... For some strange reason, uh, it's it's uh, based on the game uh, with the same name. Uh, it has a role list that I'm really, really excited of, about. It has uh, Pedro Pascal in it. It also has Nick Offerman, uh, was one of the people I have heard. Uh, Melanie, Melanie Linsky, uh, yeah. A uh, lot of, lot of people. Uh, and uh, uh, right now on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, it has 97% uh, based on 60 reviews. Uh, oh, okay. With an av average rating of 8.8 .8 out of 10. So, I'm, I'm optimistic, I will say that. I guess we'll see. Uh, my number yeah. one. I think you've heard of this book before. It's called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before. <laughs> no, They've never, never made a TV show or movie. Never. Books. I also find it funny that you had it in your top five last year and it didn't come out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is based on Douglas Adams' series of a novel following Arthur Dent, uh, hapless Englishman following... Uh, the destruction of Earth by the Vogons, a race of unpleasant and bureaucratic aliens. Um, yeah, we'll see if it it's supposed to come out on Hulu. Uh, there still isn't like a release date, but hopefully right. it comes out. We'll see. I'm a tiny bit worried for 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 it as well. This this because the Last of Us was actually on my top five list from last year as well. So. Uh, they have moved moved things around. Definitely, I, I can see uh, hitchhike hitchhiker taking like it's going to be a lot of special effects to get it right. I can I'm mm -hmm. as long as they get it right. I'm I don't care that it got delayed. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so yeah, much yeah. that goes into like this kind of production. I guess. Anyway, uh, I have some uh, mentions there. Secret inv Invasion. I'm sure you don't care about this uh, Marvel uh, TV show. I only have a few things on here. Orphan Black Echoes. They're going to do a new Orphan Black spinoff. I know. It's supposed to have yeah. all new characters and everything, so that's interesting. The end of I'm Orphan Black was not great, to be honest, but... Let's let's say it the, the right way. It was terrible. But <laughs> the show itself was really good, at yeah. least the first few seasons. And if it's all new characters, it's not like, you know, building off mm -hmm. of the last one, then it should be good, I think, hopefully. Uh, I have that uh, 90s show. We are going to cover that. We're going to talk about it in a couple that. weeks. Uh, that was yes. on my list also. 
as well as another thing from the 90s, actually, True Lies. They're going to make a TV show about True Lies. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, not Dead Yet. That's Looks, uh, interesting. That was it for my honorable mentions. Not a lot of TV that I wanted to see, I guess. Okay, I have Gotham Knights, Shrinking, Hello Tomorrow, Black Cake, Generation 5, uh, Echo, White House Plumbers. That looks very, very funny. Daisy Jones and the Six, uh, and Dune, The Sisterhood. Uh, that will be based also in the universe of Dune. So The only thing that you mentioned there that... Because I saw all the, those were coming out. I didn't have any of them on my list. I guess White House Plumbers mm-hmm. I could have added on there, but I'm, I'm not that mm-hmm. interested in it. It kind of looks just cheesy. All right. Cool. Um, that was fun. Movie round. Uh, I know we both saw one movie that came out this week. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not stalling for time so I can get to my movies. I saw uh, The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker on Netflix. Did you see this? No. You remember The Hatchet-Wielding Hitchhiker? I do. The meme of the guy, and there was like that, you know, the internet meme. Uh, there was a song where he's like, smash, smash, smash. That was mm-hmm. done by, what's that group that used, Shmo, Yo, Shmoho? Shmo-Yoho? Yeah, Shmo. Shmo-Yoho. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that was like one of his most famous videos, probably. Um, but this was—it's mm-hmm. basically an investigation into what happened with this guy uh, before and after that viral video. Uh, a good, a good, decent investigation into the whole thing. It seemed a little biased. There's certain people, mm. there certain experts in here that they're like. Why would a person do this? No normal person would do something like this, but they're not considering the fact that this dude's homeless, living on the street. They're like, why would somebody just be crazy and uh, all of a sudden go and attack somebody like that? That No mm. normal person does that. But it's like, if you live on the streets for 10 years or whatever, and you're always on the defensive, it's like, fight, you know, uh, ant, you become kind of animalistic in a way because mm. you're always having to, like, fight for your life in a way. Uh, they never, like, put that into consideration, which I thought was something that could have been added to this, but it's an interesting, you know, internet lore-type documentary. I'd give it a six. Well, I had one of the worst days in quite a while on Monday, so I told my dad, hey, do you want to see a silly movie? Because I want to see a silly, stupid movie. And my dad said, yes, what do you want to see? And I said, I want to see Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Uh, <laughs> that was what I wanted to see. My dad was home alone. And yeah, so we we watched Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. And I will say, look, I was utterly surprised how good this movie was. Uh it's uh, with Antonio Banderas mm-hmm. as one of the voices, Salma Hayek, uh, uh, Florence Pugh, yeah, uh, Ray Winston in a very funny role. Yeah, there's some very good voice acting in this. Uh, it is about like Puss in Boots finding out that he has just one of his lives uh, left oh. uh, one of his ni- nine lives mm-hmm. so he's, he puts uh, on a journey to find 
the last wish, uh, and uh, he, he is going to ask for his uh, lives back. But uh, he's also chased by uh, a wolf. Yeah, one of the best villains I have seen in a movie in quite a while. Guess what, Luke? This is going to get a 9.5 out of me. I fucking love this. It has no right to be this funny and to be so good. I enjoyed this tremendously. I wonder if I will think it is as good as this if it, I didn't have such a shitty day. But it shared me up and uh, I was in very deep depression. So, yes. I've heard nothing but good things about this, so... The last thing I saw, did you see any other movies? Uh, other than, other the, one than the one that we both, both saw? saw? Yeah. We didn't did, see it together, uh, but we both saw no. This Place Rules, the new Al Andrew Callahan documentary. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about the January 6th riot, but more it's about, like, the media covering the January 6th riot, including people like Alex Jones and uh, other people as well, I guess. Like, not just the mainstream media, but it definitely talks a lot about the mainstream media coverage. Uh, and then it goes into, like, people who are involved in QAnon and things like that. I don't know, I was... I went in with really high expectations. I would say you probably did, too. Mm-hmm. And I would say well, it didn't... I To me, it didn't, like, rate, get to the level of, like, one of his YouTube videos. Which there, it seems like in his YouTube videos that things get things get a little crazier. It's a little funnier. This like it felt like maybe HBO was like, you need to take this serious because it's about January six. We can't be joking around about this. Right. Like some of the comedy was lost. I thought in it, um, trying the comedy got lost trying to like make a point of like just make a point. I guess. Yeah. What did you think? It felt very cooperative it felt like it someone from a cooperative uh, standpoint had uh insight to how to make this movie it also i'm not sure i liked uh how very clearly unbiased it was i think he's more unbiased in his uh, youtube videos here here it's a very clearly biased movie i i don't know if i like how much he involves himself into this movie do you understand what i mean uh not really uh well he, he in his interviews and things like that he just lets people talk sure here he actually gives an opinion about things I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what you're talking about is, like, the voiceover bits, not the actual... Because, right. like, if... I feel like it should have been more like his videos in that it just was him on the street talking to people, but when he's doing the behind-the-scenes thing, like, tell, okay, this is what happened when this, and then we went here, and then we went there, mm -hmm. that's the part that kind of... I think it, it could have been... It could have been, the story could have been told without having to have an, him narrate, which kind of is it takes away from his YouTube style because that never happens right. in his YouTube videos. So, um, I don't know. It just felt oh. like the it, that it, 
I, like like we said, we went in with high expectations that it was going to be like the YouTube videos, and it was, but right. not not the same. I will say it is, has maybe one of the most funny starts to a movie <laughs> I've seen in quite a while, though. Yeah, there was a, a lot of really good uh, stuff really in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not going to give it a terrible score. A lot of people were. There was a bunch of people really upset that he interviewed Alex Jones just because I guess they don't mm-hmm. think anybody should ever talk to Alex Jones ever. Like he's a pariah from society. He's like a leper of some type, I guess. So. Oh, and they also repeated parts of his his interview with Alex Jones early and late in the movie. The same verbatim. Well, yeah, well, they were trying thing. to make they they did that with a few people, like the one guy yeah. who was saying. Um, the the protester guy who they quoted at the beginning and then they quoted at the end right uh, so they they were they were doing that on purpose that was an editing choice uh and not not like a mistake or anything but um but yeah i i think overall it just got away from what the the actual nature of the youtube channel itself and kind of mm. went more in like you said maybe a corporate-ish type documentary style um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you give it? I gave it a seven point five. I gave it a six point five, actually. So yeah. Uh, and yeah, going right into the to news about this. Um, I I don't I wouldn't I can't say that my score was affected by it, but literally I watched this and got done watching this yeah. documentary and got on YouTube to watch some YouTube. And the first thing I see was, I don't know, somebody uh, talking about these allegations. Andrew Callahan, popular host of Channel 5, accused of sexual misconduct. Uh, So, yeah, there's two different people who have come out uh, with, like, what what we would call credible accusations um, in the Mm -hmm. sense that they have like receipts, they have text messages and things like that. And then there's a whole bunch of yeah. other people that have kind of come out of the woodwork after that, that are less yeah. credible. They're anonymous. They don't have any kind of receipts or they don't have any like proof, I guess. Uh, but that's, that could change. You know, that's, this is all kind of a, um, ongoing thing. It, it's just, uh, when you have somebody like Andrew Callahan, who everybody kind of respects in, the YouTube uh, internet space uh, for this stuff to come out is uh, it's hard, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, you, we just have to see what happens with it all. But uh, I have a feeling he's going to come out and make a statement, and then we'll kind of talk mm-hmm. about it more once that happens. Because uh, I think that has to happen before we really understand the the what. You know um, what the real story is, at least. I agree. Uh, it 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 kind of feels a little like the Gus Johnson situation. Uh, yeah, right now. In that what? So we was uh, in, in that uh, it, it first came out with the accusation, and then Gus later uh, said uh, came with an apology. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is like as far as accus- like sexual assault accusations. This isn't like Harvey Weinstein level of like rape. No, no, no. These are things that happen in college, um, and 
I guess you just have to hear the woman women's stories, but there are two mm. women that have come out and told their stories on this, and there's no reason for either of us to uh, find them in uh, uncredible uh, nope. accusations. So we believe the women, at least in this situation, we just want to hear his side of the story. So I agree. Hey, uh, look, uh, I know that you're really looking forward to Megan. I am too. Uh, I've seen this trailer maybe three times now, so it <laughs> it will be interesting to see it again. Okay. How many times have you seen it? Uh, probably over twenty is my guess. It's yeah. on it's on TV yeah. quite a bit here, so let's watch Megan. No, it's Metragon. Is this Metragon? I don't know if this is a trailer I've seen or not. I haven't seen this trailer. This is a different trailer, at least, than the ones I've seen. I've seen this before, yeah. But the one I saw, or at least I keep seeing on TV, doesn't have this music in it. You don't get to say that. Hmm, I'm not a big fan of the music choice, to be honest. I kind of like it. What are you doing? Hmm. Couldn't sleep. Occupational hazard. <laughs> Don't! Stop! She looks so fucking scary. I think it's the coat that really does it, right? Yeah. Ever again. There's definitely makeup going on because this is a real girl that's playing the robot. Oh yeah. But like the makeup is like super good because you don't see yeah. like it just looks re totally real. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like they have put a uh, like uh, plastic mask on her. Oh yeah, one thing I saw about this girl is like she's a classically trained ballerina or something, ten year old girl. Oh, yeah. And that's why they were able to get her to do these dance scenes and stuff. That's cool. Did make him do something bad? Yeah, the only thing I don't like about this movie is uh, how they have Taking the title. I get it, but I don't like it. It's Leet speak, bro. Uh, well, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can guess I can say it. What is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Megan is a marvel of AI, a lifelike doll that is programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally, designed by. I just read this, didn't I? So, yeah, uh. <laughs> it's about a little robot doll that uh, goes crazy and tries to murder people. That's what it's about. It's got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. 6.7 out mm. of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty good. 73% on Metacritic. That's pretty good. And 89% of Google users liked it. That's pretty standard. Google users are pretty nice to every movie. I don't think it ever goes below, like, 70%. <laughs> All right, yeah. 
Well, uh, EO was a verified user, well, watcher of uh, Metragen. Uh, so, from Rotten Tomatoes, gave it f one star and said the acting was pretty ba bad, the story was super predictable, and the whole time I was waiting for something interesting to happen, and it never did. That's a terrible review, but I also have a five star here from John K saying great movie entertaining from start to finish I purposely did not uh, read what was written about the plot uh, this is uh, best seen with no spoilers in advance well isn't that kind of with all fucking movies uh, sometimes yeah uh, I went to the IMDB let's do a 10 out of 10 uh, McDonald, oh, J. McDonald 071409 says, I want one. M my initial thoughts when this movie was coming out, I'm not sure, but that was before I saw who produced it, and I I'm a big fan of James Wan. After leaving the theater, my first reaction was, oh, damn, that movie doesn't disappoint. The pace of the film was really good, and the chemistry of the characters was uh, good. Some movies drag things out, but that was not the case here. As I mentioned, the character in interaction was not forced. It had a solid blend of humor and thrills. Uh, this will be part of my Halloween rotation. Okay. Mm. Uh, but I got a 1 out of 10. Absolute cringe. I should have expected it. Uh, this is from Backup503628. So a little girl gets a little uh, girl-looking robot and goes under the care of a female aunt or whatever. Uh, her appearance is bootleg Chucky and shameless one too. Her voice is generic, uh, and and a ripoff of Gladys from Portal. Uh, yeah, they're just saying that like this is all ripped off of other thing. It's not original. So uh, I, I don't know. I guess I kind of agree with like the Chucky mm. aspect of it, right? I can see that. Also, something thing that's coming out that has very much Oscar buzz. Holy moly! I have heard a lot of people talking about women talking uh, and how much uh, it has Oscar bus up. And did you down. hear women talking about women talking? What did I say? <laughs> it's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Women talking. Were women oh. talking about <laughs> women talking? <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Pew, pew. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, women in an isolated religious colony struggle to recognize their fate after a series of sexual assaults. Uh, it is directed by Sarah Pauly. It has uh, Shella McCartney in it. It has Francis McDermott, Rooney Mara, Jesse Buckley and Claire Foy. It has 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% on Metacritic, and 77% uh, uh, of Google users liked the movie. Do you remember The Other Lamb from, like, 2019? I do. For, like, three yeah, years ago? Yeah, it reminds me. That sounds yeah, like the same movie, that. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, okay. I thought I was like, there is a movie I know we've seen that has this exact plotline. Um, yeah, very much so. Another movie that's coming that came out, Im Imani, 
Slowly recovering from amnesia, a woman learns she is an army lieutenant with knowledge of a widespread government conspiracy. Nine out of ten mm-hmm. on IMDb, five out of five on Movie Insider. Uh, this looks. I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. It doesn't have a, a whole yeah. lot of people I've ever heard of in it, though. So. Hmm. Well, of those three uh, movies, I think we both agree that uh, Megan is uh, our first. Well, yeah, I think that goes without saying. Uh, yeah. Coming next week, news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We're going to start Eurovision 2023. Uh, pew, pew, pew. And we're going to do another digital review of House Party, which we were supposed to do last year, but this that movie got delayed by like two months, so now mm-hmm. it's coming out next week. Or I guess on Friday, I should say. So Logan Paul has been in a lot of trouble lately. First, there was this documentary... That came out with him. Which uh, we talked about last how, week. Yes, about how he cheated a lot of people of, out of money. Then he came out with a podcast saying that he would sue Coffeezilla. Now he has retracted that. Okay, uh, you, that I think you got would... it a little out of order. He came out with a video saying he was going to sue Coffeezilla. He then right. came out with a podcast. In that, he... He basically said pretty much the same thing, but what we didn't know, or I didn't know, is that that podcast was recorded before right. the video that he that he came out with, and then he deleted the video and then retracted the thing that you were saying. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Weird timeline. Uh, and uh, then you would think, yeah, guess what? Uh, Logan Paul will not be in uh, any more trouble... That has to do with animals, because is it a little ironic that uh, his whole thing with crypto uh, Sue was like based around animals, yeah, animals, and and now he's in trouble because of a pig. Right. Uh, what we're to understand is a, a place called Gentle Barn. They uh, posted on TikTok, or maybe it was Instagram or something. That they had found a, a pig uh, that had been abandoned and that the person that found the pig, I guess, said that it, had, that it used to be owned by Logan Paul. They just said an influencer, but people kind of, because uh, it's called Pearl and it's a pig and he used to have a pig called Pearl that he got rid of. Uh, Logan Paul come, came out and said that he he got he got rid of it and didn't know what happened after that, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So th- I guess the big question that everybody is having in this situation is kind of like, is it his responsibility after he after he did it? Like, after he rehomed it, does he have any responsibility in the situation? Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or um, in a situation where he did rehome it, was it responsible? Did he, like, do background looks into the people who we rehomed it to? Or was it just like, oh, whatever random person on the street that wants a pig, I'll just give, give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how, how that all went down as to whether it's his fault or not. Um, but the pig's at least in a safe place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it looked like everything went okay. I don't have a strong feeling about this. Sorry, I got a hiccup. Um, but um, yeah, it looked like Logan Paul could 
I couldn't have done anything more than what he did, actually. It's been a so, really rough week for Logan Paul. Yeah, he is... Yeah. His career is falling faster than uh, the, the, the ball in Times Square on New Year's Eve. There we go. Sure. Sure. I don't I don't know why that was a thing, but it just came out of my mouth. Alright. Uh speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, which you talked about earlier, there's a big controversy because they're the D D game has always been like an open licensed game where you can use the mechanics mm. to like create say YouTube videos or books or anything like that. And the company itself has decided that uh, I think it's called Wizards of the Coast. They've decided that they're gonna privatize that license and not allow people to use use it as like an open uh license game uh which is gonna a lot of people believe that that's like one of the reasons it's so popular is because people are able to you know uh create communities around the card game itself right uh mm. and what they're doing is basically saying you can no longer do that <laughs> uh the thing that made our game incredibly popular don't stop doing that it's uh we're losing Apparently, they think they're losing money because of it, which I think is total bullshit, but... Yeah, it seems a little ludicrous. Uh, I saw the most boring uh, trailer for a documentary coming to Netflix this week. It's uh, from the producers of uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. Okay. It's uh, called Full Swing, and it uh, takes you into the deep... Uh, into the world of golf. Can't you wait to see that documentary look? Yeah, so exciting. Uh, all the goings on <laughs> of golf. Yeah, so so excited. Somebody's excited mm. for it. Definitely not me. I guess the last thing that I saw this week, Karjitsu. Have you seen Karjitsu? No. Uh, you know what Jiu-Jitsu is? <laughs> yes. It's in. It's jujitsu done in a car. Okay. I'm not even. Uh, let me look it up. Karjitsu. Uh, you, I'm so surprised you haven't seen anything about this. Um, no, never. Let's just go. I'll just send you a video really quick, and we can uh, wrap it up with that. Well, I, I will just say that the last thing I uh, have thought about and. Um, Kind of uh, is a little bit worried about this. Serena Williams just got, got baptized as a Jehovah's Witness this week, so there's that. That's pretty random. Okay. Yeah. All right. So go to that video. We're gonna fast forward to what? Uh, two minutes forty-five seconds. All right. What did you say? Two minutes forty-five, 45 seconds. Yeah. Okay, let's see. This is called Karjitsu yeah. Championship Edi Edison versus Punisher. Okay. Okay. So oh, what are you seeing? Um, We're seeing two guys sitting in a car with their seatbelts on, yep. right? Yep. That's right. Uh, what I say. In three, two, one, play. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So now they're just grappling in a car. And the thing about this is you can use, like, the seatbelts, you can use the steering wheel, you can use the seats as, like, I saw one where the guy choked the other guy out with the seatbelt. 
And some of the matches is in the back seat, and some are. I think they do one round in the front and one round in the back, and then they switch back and forth. All right, that's probably good enough there. But yeah, it's the weirdest. Obviously, you can hear. You've probably heard this commentator before, right? This is the guy who does commentary for Slap Fight uh, Championship. No, but I am pushing subscribe. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely. <laughs> Going to, this is the light heavyweight championship, so uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely into watching this. Oh yeah, I forgot. I also, after uh, well, obviously this is kind of funny. It says this is like a channel mm. Rick and Morty would find on their interdimensional cable. That's one of the comments. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that reminded me. Go back to the run sheet and go to the Jimmy Fallon video that we watched during the news mm. segment, and go into the. Uh, comment section. It's the comment section is so good. Uh, I'm sure your puppet masters are proud of you, Jimmy. It's like watching television in the Soviet Union. Uh, <clears throat> Jimmy just officially killed the late night show. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, the comments on this video are pretty awesome. But uh, look, we are living in the Matrix, uh, according to Logan Paul, so... Oh yeah, I sent you that, that. that tweet. Yeah, he got a lot of yeah. shit for that. Obviously, he's coming off of the back of uh, Andrew Tate having a, a similar tweet that came mm -hmm. out. Here's a good one. Uh, As a non-native English speaker, I finally understand the meaning of cringe. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe I made that fucking joke. It was it was obvious and it was still funny. It was actually funny that you it might have been funnier that you made the joke uh because of because you made it, you know. yeah. Uh, All right, I got to go feed some cats. So let's wrap the show up. Uh okay. Uh meow meow. Meow meow. Meow. Bye bye, everybody. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen.